All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Presented by PointsBet Canada and Montana's, it's the Wednesday edition of Lease Morning Take. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosso with you. What's happening, Rosie? How are you, my man? Just watching hockey last night. Not the best. Uh, not the best outcome in the world. What did you think? I don't mind those type of games. I don't know about you. It was loosey goosey, barn burner type style. I had no issue with it. Did you? I mean, it was a great hockey game. I, I wasn't happy with like you know how the Leafs attempted to play the game um but you know we can get into it we will uh i gotta ask you off the top first shootout of the season for the leafs yesterday um did you have a go-to shootout move back in the day hansy mcgee oh yeah i had one and well i had one and it was just you kind of fade to the left as you go backhand on the right and then go roof and for whatever reason it would work and it was like my move and then uh, over in over in Europe, we were playing in a shootout, and it was like the eighth guy, and no one would score. And I looked up at my coach. I'm like, "Fucking put me in," and he does. So I go backhand roof far side there, and it goes. And and then the next guy scores. And then I was like, "Fucking," he's like, "Go do it again," and I was like, "Shit." So I go, and then I f- you show the exact same move. So then he's got to honor that high blocker is what it would be. Uh, high gloves, sorry. And then you go, and then you do the same thing, but go five hole. And it's like kind of hard too. So then I buried two in a row. And what can I say? I won the game. So you're pretty much Jonathan Taves and Grand Forks, is what you're telling us. <laughs> pretty well, much. Well, right? I, uh, 
I don't know I'm better than uh, Nylander and Sandina looks like. Woo. Ooh, ooh some, <laughs> some shade thrown there. It's so funny. We're on the same wavelength. Uh, I, I wrote this down, too. I'm shit at hockey, but my move growing up was triple deke, backhand shelf, and I shoot left. So did you. So uh, we work hand, hand, hand in hand. That's why we're doing this show together. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Drop us a line down in the chat here below on YouTube, and we'll get to that a bit later on in the program. Also should mention in about 10 minutes from now, former NHL tough guy, who didn't fight you, by the way, ever in your career, turned broadcaster, just like Rosie, co-host of the Cam and Strick podcast, among other ventures. Cam Jansen will drop by, and uh, undoubtedly we have to get the fight story, or lack thereof, with you too, Rosie. Yeah, totally, man. He was a tough guy always, but um, seemed like when we played, it just didn't come. It didn't come around. I mean, they had Pierre Luc Letourneau LeBlanc on there that I fought when yeah. we were there, and Orzi would fight Jansen here and there. And yeah, we just never came across each other, and he never uh, was acting crazy in my face, and vice versa. And we uh, we just kind of never really crossed paths. It's kind of funny, but that's the way it goes sometimes. We'll chalk it up as a mutual respect as we hop over the boards. All right, so we referenced today a 6-5 shootout loss to the St. Louis Blues, and who else but your boy Braden Shen with the shootout winner last night. Yeah, he had her, and he had kind of an ugly goal earlier, too, off his foot, and, you know, they were saying how he needed to step up, and away he goes stepping up. That was a nice finisher on the shootout, but uh, it's just frustrating to really even be in the shootout. I mean, I, I just have trouble figuring out how their team defense mentality is so on point when they're completely de depleted by injuries on the back end and they just totally hunker down, you know, play defense first, everyone buys in and then they get all their big boys back and Morgan Riley's back. And then all of a sudden it's a, a track meet free for all out there and it's a six, five game and you're trying to win by, you know, scoring seven goals, like good luck. It's, I think it was a bit of a step back. I, I know Sammy didn't have his best game, but it was kind of frustrating watching, you know, the lack of defense being played after a really solid few months. It's hard to believe we're sitting here on January 4th, and believe it or not, that was the first loss on home ice for Ilya Samsonov, albeit in a shootout, right? He's 9-0-1-1, 17 goals surrendered down in the past four appearances. Are you concerned yet, Rosie, is my question? No, not concerned. I, uh... You know, if I were in that organization with brass or coaching or whatever, I would just do everything I could to keep this kid's confidence high. I feel like with goaltenders, you know, I can't imagine playing goal. You let a couple goals in and all of a sudden I'm shit, I'm shit, I'm shit. And every time a puck comes, you're you're kind of stiff. I can't imagine how, how tough it is mentally back there. But um, he's clearly capable of playing really good hockey as his stats, you know, show and how he came in and, and has won a lot of games for this team. So... For him to have a little bit of a step back, I mean, it's just a couple of goals he'd want back. I think he's just uh, got to keep his confidence up and have a couple of good games, work with the goaltending coach on the angles and moves or whatever they do in the net and uh, just not freak out because that's the last thing you want to do because you can turn a little bit of a hiccup into a bit of a skid once you start uh, pointing fingers and losing, losing confidence. Yeah, I thought that was the weird thing about the game last night. Um, Ten total goals, I guess, scored. And a lot of them were pretty or, like, ugly that the goalie really didn't have a shot. Like, I didn't think Biddington was that bad. I didn't think Samsonov was that bad. But a lot of snipers in the game, certainly. Even with St. Louis missing O'Reilly and Tarasenko, 
Uh, their big boys and their veterans got called out by uh, Chief there, Craig Berube, and they stepped up big time in a gutsy, gutsy road victory for the St. Louis Blues. Nylander scores his 22nd, now on pace for 47, and it continued for Michael Bunting, two goals and one assist, and I think to the surprise of nobody, uh, the report came out on Tuesday as well that uh, reportedly the two sides have been at least in contact, Bunting and the Leafs, about a, a, a potential new contract. Uh, I said this a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think this has to be a, a priority to get this guy re-signed here, Rosie. Yeah, he's sure been on fire lately, right? And just a matter of what you got to pay the guy. I mean, he's the reason... I mean, he's just a, a really good player in general. He's way underpaid right now, and he's going to get a major bump. It's just a matter of how big of a bump are you going to give him, and what are his comparables? Like, what kind of what kind of star money is he going to get, and and is he going to be able to keep up that pace? He's had you know a few years here showing that he can play, no doubt about it. So I wouldn't want to be in that position trying to re-sign all these guys and keep it under the cap and and still try to have a well-rounded team. It's such a difficult job for a GM right now in this salary cap era, and you know hopefully it keeps going up the way they're projecting it to, but really difficult because you don't know what you're going to have to give all these other guys when you're signing bunting and you don't know you know what if you give everyone what they're worth you're not going to have anyone who you're getting value out of and it's it's a tough job ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life. Like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, they have to pick and choose their guys right now. I just think he's meant so much, and I think uh, Kyle Dubas should be applauded for that deal he handed out um, via free agency to Bunting, a guy he knew well, obviously, from his days. Um, But I I just think it's a curious uh, situation just because he's overproduced so far in what a year and a half in Toronto. And I think you have to keep find a way to keep some of these guys. And I just think he brings a different dynamic than some of the players on that roster. He's always in the thick of things. You need guys like that in the Stanley cup playoffs, right? Yeah, for sure. He's kind of the one, like he's the most gritty guy on their team. Yep. And he's a first line guy, which <clears throat> doesn't say too much. I just, I would just like guys to get their nose in there a little bit more, like a little pushing and shoving, a little F you, a little extra rub out, a little get the fuck out of here at the whistle, a little bit of like, let them know you're there and play with a bit of a chip on your shoulder and have that presence to know that 
hey, when you're when you're going to play us, it's not going to be crazy easy. The, like, you can do that all year and not fight. Like, it doesn't have to be a fight. So it's just frustrating that Michael Bunting, the first-line guy who's putting up, you know, three points last night, is the grittiest guy on the team, the most vocal I would like to see some other guys step up in that in that regard, but the fact that he does it is fantastic. I love how he's always in guys' ears. He seems like a good locker room guy. He's a presence out there. He's a character. He plays with tons of energy. He's always bouncing around. Like I love those guys, and and I want them on my team. And and he has definitely overproduced. Man, he's he's a valuable asset on that team for sure. And I imagine they'll want to lock him down. I just wonder what kind of money it's going to take. No doubt he's been an absolute stud. Uh, meantime, Montanus is bringing back the viewing party with daily deals in 2023. Today's Wednesday, and that means all-you-can-eat ribs, one of my personal favorites. Fire me up. How many racks can you polish off in one sitting, Rosie? Oh, when they're like Montanas and they're just falling off the bone Ooh. like that? Uh, you've got to be able to put five away pretty easily, can't you? Ooh, that's some monstrous work, man. That's some monstrous work. But uh, yeah, I, I can do quite a bit in a feed in a sitting. And uh, I'm looking forward to taking part in all you can eat ribs here at Montana's. Austin Matthews, talk about all you can eat. Another milestone last night. One and one gets the apple on Nylander's 22nd. He became the fastest leaf in franchise history to 500 points, 445 games. Same company as Sittler, Mahovlich, Salming, Kennedy, Keon, like, is this guy already Lote, greatest leaf of all time? Sundin, don't forget. Yeah. Yes. I mean, in order to say that, what has he played? Seven years for them? Fuck, man. I mean, he's absolutely up there to call him the greatest leaf of all time. He seems so young, and it's like, well, yet to be determined. Like, let's not, let's settle down with that kind of talk. He's so young and has so much more to prove, but you look at the numbers and it's like jesus man he might he might very well be i i don't think from an impact uh you know cultural city wide is he there yet like the big boys you just mentioned no he's not i don't care what his numbers are but shit if he sticks around i think he will be for sure if he sticks around give him give him 10 years you know three more years in a leafs uniform and he's going to keep doing this then yeah i don't see how you could argue that he's that he wouldn't be and the best thing about it in this milestone, Mitch Marner needs two points to become the second fastest team all time, or second fastest leaf, excuse me, all time to hit 500 points. They're like frickin' frack. They're everything into this franchise, and I think their jerseys will hang to the rafters one day. I mean, there's no other way to put it when you look at the stardom, the elite level of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Make sure to subscribe to the Nation Network YouTube page and also the Leafs Nation Twitter at TLNDC, Instagram, and Facebook accounts as well. Lots of great prizes and giveaways, courtesies, uh, courtesy, excuse me, our friends at Montana's. Coming up, speaking of which, happy to bring in the one and only Cam Jansen, former NHL tough guy, now the host of the Cam and Strick podcast, among other ventures, in his whip right now. What are you driving these days, Janny? Uh, well, I get, uh, it's, do I look goofy? Yeah, I look like You I'm look fat. great. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to put this thing. No, I got this, uh, I got, a, for the radio show, I got a, a sponsor from a, a car dealership, you know. So they gave me this Grand Wagoneer, and it's gigantic. It's really cool. I mean, I don't even ah. have any kids, but it's 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 great in the wintertime. So I'll just drive this thing around. You know, it's kind of nice. Just right, $100,000 so $100, truck. Here yeah. you go, Janny. Thanks for doing our spot. Yeah, <laughs> and I just put my truck in the garage and saved the miles on it. It's paid off. So I'm like, I'll just drive. This. Whatever they want me to drive, I'll drive. 
<laughs> Look good, uh, feel good, play good, my man. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, right off the bat, I, I think I think Rosie wants to bring something up from your playing days, and then we'll get into the whole Leafs and Blues conversation. So go ahead, Rosie. Janny, good to meet you. I'm surprised we haven't crossed paths before, man. Yeah, I know, man. I heard a lot of things about you, by the way, from, from a bunch of guys I play with. Roddy Pels and the boys, man. They talk very highly of you in, in a lot of different ways. So I just wanted you to know that. Oh, that's good, Rowdy Roddy. I love it. Well, obviously came across you long time playing as long as you did. You were a staple in the league. But uh, I wanted to touch on your fighting style because it was kind of the opposite of mine and really difficult to go against. But did you... You must have intentionally, when you were scrapping, you took it easy at the beginning, let the guy blow his load, and then it seemed like you kept pushing off the line, he's pushing off the line, he's, and then when it was your time to shine, you just took over at the end, and it seemed like that was your style that worked obviously really well for you. Oh, we lost him. Uh, we lost him. We'll try to uh, reconnect. That was a really, really good question. That, that, that was one of your better questions, Rosie, so... <laughs> Hopefully we can reconnect here uh, with Cam Jansen, who's an absolute beauty, making some time for us today. And uh, we'll let you know when we get him back in the mix. But yeah, you did mention it off the top, and not to put you on the spot. I thought it was important to get that out of the way uh, first and foremost. But he had a different fighting style. And I think uh, all you guys had different different styles. Like, What was your go-to thing in the league? Oh, mine was to switch hands and go go left-handed and uh, you know unload as quick as you can and catch the guy by surprise. If you if you square up right-handed and then switch to left, the guy's on his heels trying to figure out how to readjust. And you know, opposite of Janny is I can get the fight over with and and win it in a matter of you know a few seconds right at the beginning. Um, but then you know if you you blow your load like that and it doesn't come out your way, then all of a sudden you're gassed and a guy like Janny comes over the top with with everything he's got fresh, it's you get yourself in trouble in a hurry. So funny how different styles work. And that's why you're always watching video at the beginning or, you know, if you're going to play a team where you think you might have to go, you got to get on the internet and watch, which might not be too fun if you're, you know, anxious about it or whatever, but uh, you got to see what guys are doing out there. And I remember just hating it when you'd get a guy like Janny and you're watching, watching fight after fight after fight. And he's just pumping guys. And you're like, Jesus, can I find a fucking fight where he has a weakness here? And, uh, and then you got to go through even more to try to find a way you can get this guy. But uh, yeah, there he is. That Grand Wagoneer doesn't have uh, Wi-Fi or what? Dude, I don't know what, though. I'm going to take it back now. I'm going to let him know. Now I'm gonna bash him. <laughs> no, but hey, just like you were saying, styles make fighters. And I had to take a beating because a lot of times they're a lot taller than me. And I got to get my grip. And in order to get your grip, like it takes a while, especially against like McGratton and those guys. They'd always back up right away, so I never got my grip to use my strength to get in tight. So I had to take an ass whooping for a little bit. But yeah, the bigger guys, I want. I got you. Got to wear them out. Or if I go toe to toe with them, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna crush me. So you have to be smart when it comes to that. And you know, but you still have to be entertaining. You can't. Sometimes I'd watch some of my fights. I'm like, God, I should have I should have got in there quicker. I should have been more on the offensive. But uh, but no, man, you, you got to do what you got to do when you're you know. 511 yeah funny, you, man. you sure didn't lose you didn't lose many that's for sure i uh i always watched your style and tried to figure out what uh what guys were doing against you and you seem to know what you're doing for years and years and years man yeah well i but i was doing um like my dad took me to uh this gym called finney's uh, mixed martial arts when i was 15 16 and we did hockey fight training with all these boxers we kind of started boxing and then we started trying to like put a towel 
and and one glove on and kind of go toe to toe. And then we figured out we got to put headgear on because we're kicking the shit out of each other. But you get your rhythm with these guys, man. And then I brought like Pat Maroon in there and we we go rounds and do all kinds of different drills to keep your cardio going and stuff, man. I worked at it. It's not like, they're, oh, I'm awesome. just going to go fight you. No, I got to get my shit together or you're going to get fucking embarrassed. And the best thing about you, Lou Lamorello loved you, as you've told the story uh, time and time again. What was your read on the game last night, a 6-5 shootout win for the Blues? Oh, it was entertaining as hell, as usual. Like, it's when I feel like the Blues play Toronto, like, it's entertaining. They, they you know, scoring a lot of goals. Man, Toronto's fun to watch. They are. The Blues are goofy this year. You, I, and that was a weird game, too. I should have threw coin on it because – uh, you know, I, I'm sure my buddies, that's the kind of game where you're thinking the Blues are kind of down and out. You lose two of your big superstars that are unrestricted. How are they going to, how are they going to crawl out of this? But I will tell you, Army and Craig Berube kind of called out a couple guys like Brandon Saad and Braden Shan, just a little bit, just a little nudge. And you could tell they were pissed off, which you should be. And they went out there, you know, I noticed Saad, like he was, he was moving his feet, like he played mad. Because he got a little called out a little bit, and sometimes you got to. You guys need to step up. You 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 know you can't help getting an injury. It's a it's a broken foot. It's a broken hand. Shit happens. Now you the rest of these le leadership group, you got to get up and you got to get going. You got to lead the way. And they and they did last night. Yeah, I thought it was a gutsy win. Uh, do you think the Leafs can learn a lot from the St. Louis Blues, not just this season and stepping up, but in years past? Like you were around for the ride a couple years back. They go on to win the Stanley Cup. you think teams can learn from moments like that? Of course. Now, of course, we all know it's a different animal in the playoffs, but it truly, truly is. And you could bitch about the refs all you want. Some people are like, oh, they should call it the way. Well, they're not. They're not doing it. It's different. And you have to adjust. When you're really good, and you're really skilled like the Leafs, you can kind of coast through the regular season at times because you have so much skill. Because not everybody's hitting, guys are tired, but once that first round comes, everybody's finishing their check. Every single person, every single play. And that is a big difference. And then the refs are like, you know what, I'm going to let that go. That's a big difference. Oh, the defenseman in front of that, you know what, Austin Matthews is going to take, you're going to have to try to get past me because I'm going to elbow you. I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to be able to get away with a lot more to make it more difficult for your skull guys to get to certain areas, and that directly affects you. So whatever they need to do to be able to battle a little bit harder in the playoffs, you, you got to be able to do it because, the, you know, the animal's coming, and it's, it's not easy. Oh, definitely not. And and you've seen this team now twice in the last couple of weeks. It's sort of weird with the scheduling, how their season series wraps up in the span of a week, once in St. Louis, once here in Toronto. What's your your read on this Leafs team? What do you think they're missing? Could it be a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, in your opinion? Oh, you'd be loaded with – that's a lot of offense right there. And Ryan O'Reilly's – like, he's a difference maker, right? Like, he's not flashy, but he'll do everything. He's going to penalty kill. Try to get him. He's awesome at penalty. He's great at like batting down pucks in the neutral zone. And all of a sudden, oh, he's good at that. No, his hand-eye coordination is superior. And if you try to do a cross-eyes pass, you know how miserable that is when you got all the momentum going. You try to send it over because you got a lane. Somebody bats it down, kicks it the other way. Now you got to stop and start. He's good at transition like that. He'll win your face-offs. He's cool as hell, by the way. Very handsome guy. Yeah, I think the ladies like him in, in St. Louis just a little bit, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. but, but, very, but, yeah, he's a man. Very handsome wife. He, he, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he's just, he's a stud here. And um, 
you know, like he would make, he would certainly make a difference. Do you think that's what they need though? Another center? Is that where you're not a defenseman? You well, got guys I mean, back. we're wrapped. Yeah, we're wrapped in that conversation on a daily basis. And I think the way this team has played defense the last little while, it could be a bit of a different story. And I think the versatility, as you mentioned, of Ryan O'Reilly, that he can play the PK, he can play the power play. Hell, he can play the wing. He can play center. Like, I think he fills so many roles for this Leafs team. But I think on that note, he's the captain of the St. Louis Blues. And uh, your pal Andy Strickland, I believe, was on Toronto Radio or Radio in Canada um yesterday and and mentioned the potential asking price was was ridiculous right now and i understand we're a couple months away from the deadline but rightfully so right like he's done a lot for that franchise hasn't he yeah he has but like army wants to get the best out of his players and this is nothing's like a total commitment with anybody like if you if you're a gm like and you feel like you got the best out of this guy the best years out of him and you could swap and get something for him like i think that's always in consideration but yeah he First off, I never heard of Andy Strick. I don't know who who's, who she is, but whatever. But on the other <laughs> hand, Riley, but he it would be a devastating loss in many of ways for the organization if you let him go. Of course, you get a first round or whatever whatever the, the case is. But he's going to want money. He's going to be offered money. He's a game changer. It would set you back a bit. But Army, you know, he's going to have to weigh the option to figure that out. Not only on the ice, but like in a locker room too. Like he's he kind of like keeps everything together, you know. Yeah. Rosie, last one to you, buddy. Yeah, no, just uh, talking about O'Reilly. I've had a few beers with him at some weddings and whatnot, and he just seems like uh, like he's everything. He's a glue guy. He's a character guy. He's 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 won you guys a Stanley Cup. And, I mean, I just, I just don't see what the Leafs would have to possibly give up to get him. And then the conversation is, do we even need another guy like him? I just don't see it working, even though he's – you know, a phenomenal player and would just load the hell out of our forwards. But just, I just think people lose sight of what you're going to have to get rid of in order to get a, a player of that caliber. And I don't expect the Blues to be letting go of their captain who just won him a Stanley Cup without a major, major price tag. So it's tough. But, uh, Janny, we appreciate you talking to us and uh, giving us a tour of that panoramic roof on that Grand Wagoneer. My God, you're living in style, baby. I'm pissed about it now because it screwed me over for like three minutes. Sorry, guys. I'm going to write them an it's email, okay. a bad email. <laughs> it's okay. It's By the way, we do not condone me. We do not condone doing radio or doing uh, any form of media while driving. So, Janny, you did not do that. We did not see that. Thanks, buddy. No, no, I'm chilling, dude. I'm chilling in the parking lot. All good. That's why I told you. Like, can I just sit in my car? I was going to do it at the studio, but everybody's loud in there, man, and they would have been annoying. So I did no, the you, car. You killed it. You killed it. Thanks, Perfect. dude. Happy New Year. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Be cool. You too. See you, Oh, the absolute best, man. And, and and that's the way it is. Like, I people often ask me about working with you. I'm like, man, I know he had this tough guy persona in the league, but, like, he's absolutely – he's a beauty. Like, and a lot of the tough guys back in the day and guys who scrap are there for their team. Um, you know, to that note, did you catch this last night, Matthew Kachuk? Did you see that, by the way? No. What happened? So his teammate, I believe, was Barkov. Uh, Shane Gossespierre of Arizona, I believe, took a healthy, healthy fucking run at Sasha Barkov. It was like Forrest Gump seeing Matthew Kachuk come across the ice to defend his teammate. And you know by now, working with me for like three months, you know how I feel about that. I fucking loved it. And he threw down with Gossespierre and said, you know what? Not tonight, not any night, pal. I loved it. Oh, wicked. I missed that. I got to go check it out for sure because I love that shit as much as it. Is there anyone that doesn't like that? Like, 
is there anyone who Dude, watches there's tons of people ha- there's tons of people really That's the problem Dude, the analytics oh, well, community, they want nothing to do with fighting. Well, they're fucking, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> forget them. I mean, I don't care about analytics community. Who even, who even is that? I, I understand the, the, the argument of like, why, why do you have to fight if you lay a big hit? Okay, fine. That could yeah. be an argument. But like, just the fact, like if you're watching highlights, if you're watching a game, if you're at a game and Matthew Tuchuk goes flying across the ice to fucking jump ghost to say, you don't fucking touch that guy. I love that guy. He's everything to me. We're, we're a team. You're going to have to answer the bell if you want to take a run at my boy like that. Fucking amazing, yeah. man. It's the greatest thing in the world. Everyone loves it. Fucking analytics community. Who even is that? Some nerd in a lab coat is what it sounds like. But a bunch I just think that <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. And everyone loves it, man. So I just, I love that that's still going on. And I wish there was more of it. Um, it's just hard to do with, uh, you know, lawsuits and concussions and all kinds of shit like that flying around. You got to kind of tone it back. But no, it's, uh, I'm going to go check that out for sure. Because I love that shit as much as the next guy. And that's a tough spot for me is that these people come out on social media and people in general, and I understand it. There's going to be two sides to the spectrum. I get it why you wouldn't want to fight. I get it. The Leafs don't really have a scrapper. It's pretty much dried and hunt. I'll be honest, even last night I was a bit ticked off. Your guy Braden Shen was slashing back and forth with Matthews, and he can hold his own. Don't get me wrong, but nobody's fucking touching my tough guy. Nobody's touching my franchise leader. I'm sorry. So I'm stepping up. But I think that, you know, the biggest issue with it is like taking the penalty and taking the extra time. But you know this more than most people because you played in this league. You've been in that room. How far does stuff like that go in a room when a guy really, really steps up for his teammates? Never mind a guy like Matthew Kachuk who wanted to go to Florida, got the bag and is still stepping up for his boys. Yeah, like if you, yeah, I mean, if you go get an instigator or something like that, fuck, is it, okay, whatever. But think about all the penalties you take in a series of games that are just meaningless. That one is so meaningful. Like there's nothing worse than when your star gets laid the fuck out, the whole crowd goes, woo, and then our bench and everyone on the ice just goes, oh, oh, man, oh, oh. And it's just so fucking deflating. No one knows what to say. It's embarrassing. No one... Oh, that away, Barky. Yeah, shake it off. Yeah. Like, fuck. It's just, it's it's demoralizing. <laughs> then you got Buddy coming flying across going, who the fuck do you think you are? And then all the boys are kicking the bench and going, fucking rights, Chucky. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's so worth two minutes. I can't even tell you, man. And then the boys afterwards, I mean, you're building camaraderie. You're building trust. You're building that bond. And, I mean, you talk to guys that win the Stanley Cup. They are lifelong friends because they go through that shit to the farthest and furthest amount in the best, most intense kind of hockey that can be played on the planet. And that's why they have that lifelong, you know, kinship to each other because they go through that. So I just love that shit. Anyone who says, like, can't do that because it's a two-minute penalty, like, fuck, you're lost, buddy. Credit to you. You got me fired up saying that. And you're so right. Like, you're just – we we can agree. I think there's a lot of things we disagree on. Agreeing on that is first and foremost in my world. I just think you need to step up for your teammates. I think in the long run – It can only bring positives to a team. Uh, The wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. Loving Michael Bunting shooting the puck last night at plus money. Easy money, in my opinion. I think I might look at that again tomorrow as the Leafs host the Seattle Kraken. But tonight, just three games in the NHL. I'm looking at the over six and a half in Detroit. The Red Wings in New Jersey, minus 110 last time I looked. The third meeting between these two teams, the previous two have hit the over. Seven goals scored in the first game, eight in the second. And on top of that, Rosie, the Wings have played to the over in five of the last six. So I like lots of offense tonight with the Devils and the Red Wings. 
Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Not a lot of not a lot to choose from on the on the game sheet here tonight. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. You've been uh, quite hot lately. I was watching the game yesterday and I forgot that you that you you'd mentioned the over the under. Sorry, in the Leafs game and uh, but yeah. you didn't take it. But I just remember under in my head and they were just filling the net. That second period was just going bananas. I texted you going, "How's that under going?" And you're like, "I didn't take it, dummy." I was like, "Thank God." But um, no, no, you've you're, been hot. You're right. Man. You're right. You're right, because we were talking about in the text yesterday and on the show yesterday, I brought it up that I think if I were looking at a total, I'm like, I'm staying away from the total. Maybe it's the under because I thought you'd get an inspired effort from St. Louis, which they did. But it was a it was a loose game. And I'm sorry, like I take a lot of heat for bashing on Jordan Bennington, but the guy can't make a save, man. It's like every game, four or five goals against. And I understand the defense on both sides was the prevailing story in the game last night, but Five straight overs, by the way, the Blues and Leafs have hit. So uh, think about that as they uh, they take uh, they they play each other next year. We're gonna have to wait till next season. But that's uh, d- definitely a trend we've seen between the Blues and the Leafs. Lots of offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, last it seemed like a street hockey game last night. It was just like goal, goal, goal. I went to get a drink and friggin' I yelled at my kid. I was like, "What happened?" He's like, "I don't know. I can't keep up because <laughs> there's just goal after it's crazy. goal." It was- entertaining awesome hockey i love it but i just would prefer if the if the leafs tightened up defensively a little bit especially with all their guys being healthy on the back end doesn't really make sense but that's that's the maple leafs for you i guess i think it's a yeah i think it's a fair assumption coming up tomorrow that we're going to see matt murray i think he's probably been the better of the two the last little while but i think in general this team has been a bit leaky defensively i wouldn't mind seeing 11 and 7 by the way no connor timmins last night rasmus sandin comes back after missing four with a neck injury uh, your boy Dryden Hunt, uh, I, I do think he's interchangeable in that lineup. And Tampa is one of many teams in the league that has a lot of success going 11 and 7. I think it, you know, since we're in a time of exploration, uh, I would look at that. But I'm curious to see how they come out tomorrow against the Seattle Kraken. They won both games against the uh, Kraken last season. Yeah, I'm hoping they uh, they make some adjustments, look at some tape. I I just can't yeah. imagine that Keith is happy with that type of track meet style game they played you just it's just so far away from playoff hockey man where like you just can't yeah. you just can't lean on your team to make six and seven goals a, a night and try to win a hockey game it's not how it works in that league so i'd like them to tighten some things up and and get back to whatever the hell they were doing when they were depleted on the back end because it was just a total team buy-in from from uh from a defensive point of view and and they won a hell of a lot of games and you know, now we're dropping a few here uh, in the last three. So uh, tighten some things up. But again, by no means sky is falling or anything like that. Just uh, I think they got to readjust here soon. Hopefully they do that. And I imagine there will be a couple lineup changes with some of that depth stuff going on. By the way, Tim on fire in the chat once again saying, morning, boys. Um, he hit the bunting prop as we advised yesterday. The shots on goal prop at plus money. That's great to see. And uh, he agrees that kind of play is infectious in a good way. I could not agree more with you. Uh, We'll leave it at that, Rosie, and looking forward to tomorrow's show where we'll preview the Leafs and cracking again, 10 of 14 in the month of January for Toronto and home ice. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? Sounds good. See you then. There you have it. That's Shea Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Take care, everybody.